House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riavel, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia here, and welcome again to another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. And we are on this road towards episode number 200, week by week, episode by episode. We're getting closer, and I'm really excited for that. That's going to be an, a spectacular episode, in my opinion, even though I don't know what's going to happen after that. But I'm definitely excited. It's a threshold that I want to cross it is a challenge, a goal that I have in mind, and you are the one helping me to get to that place. So thank you for your support, whether you're listening through the different platforms or whether you're watching through YouTube. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me and to listen to what I have to share, what I, I have in mind. It's, uh, I think it's a great therapy. <laughs> I think podcasting is a great therapy for me because it allows me to express myself. And I invite anyone, anyone to take the time and the opportunity to do it. It's, it's really fun. I still remember when I was, um, someone gave me the advice or the, you know, say, hey, you know, the tip about podcasting. I remember somebody mentioned, I didn't even know what podcast was. I heard about the, the term. I kind of knew some of it, but I didn't know how it worked. But I am grateful for the person, actually was a viewer of my main channel, JP Sour Reviews, who mentioned it. And, I, you know, it took me a couple of years to get to that place. But when I did it, I'm telling you, it's been fun, uh, sometimes challenging. But at the same time, this is a, a place where I don't I don't have any to have any filters. Uh, I can just share how I feel about things. And definitely, I feel that a lot of people feel the same way as I do. Now, there's going to be a controversy here. And to be honest with you, I try to stay away from controversy as much as I can. I'm another type of person that likes to embrace it. But at the same time, I do understand that there are things there are things that we have to Talk about, uh, and I don't, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I've never been. Uh, I try to be respectful uh, as much as I can. Uh, at the same time, I feel that there are things that sometimes get out of hand and not necessarily for the benefit of all of us. It's just perhaps just to benefit some people, but not necessarily all of us. And ultimately, I do believe that uh, there are things that they, they need to be said, and a lot of people are afraid, particularly in these perilous times of social media, People are afraid to speak their mind. They're afraid to stand for what they believe, whether they're conservative values or not, or whether it's more progressive values. People are afraid to speak their mind because it seems to me that the Internet has been hijacked by a lot of people that, first of all, they don't have uh, the desire to come into a consensus or a desire to debate the point or to talk about certain things or trying to come into an agreement or a compromise. They just want to force their own views on all of us. And it's important that we are careful not to, to, first of all, to feed the trolls, but at the same time, it's important that we have to uh, listen. You know, I think the most important aspect of life is to listen to others. And sometimes we may not agree, and I know we don't have to agree on it, things, but at, at least we can have the, the human aspect of our, in our lives is all about listening. It's about coming to common ground and finding solutions to the problems that we face as a society, as people. But I feel that we are living in perilous times. I believe that a lot of things are changing. 
enough for the good, even though some people might paint it, oh, things are better and improving and people have a voice, that doesn't mean that the world is changing or is better for everyone. It still it makes it more complicated, more confusing for everyone and particularly for children. I think they're the ones that suffer the most, the consequences of the adults' decisions, where which is to push our own beliefs and agendas rather than saying that the consequences and the legacy that we're leaving behind and the effects that that is creating for other people. And I want to talk about it today. I want to really share that whether people like it or dislike it, whether I get followers or people to unfollow me, who knows? I don't really care at this point. You know, this is my podcast. This is my space. This is my soapbox and I'm going to use it as much as I can. And I'm telling you, the news that Superman coming out as bisexual has really hit hard this week and a lot of people have come to the approval of it a lot of people are talking that there's the greatest thing that ever happened to superman and it's great for dc comics and of course there's the people are going to cheer it up and they're going to talk the greatest thing about dc because they they stand in behind equal rights for lgbt community and all of that and there's also a lot of people that they're satisfied, they're sensitized with it, and they say, you know, this is the reason I'm not reading comics anymore. This is the reason I'm not giving you my money. I said, I'm not going to buy your comics anymore. I'm not going to take my children to the comic book store to buy what they consider your crap. Because ultimately, it is, in some ways, it is good for some people, but for other people, it's really offensive. And to be honest with you, I'm more on that side, on the, the part that feel offended at the same time. It doesn't bother me as much as I, it did in the past because ultimately it's a comic book that I'm not buying. And that's one thing that I can tell everyone. If you're not satisfied with something, then just don't support it. Don't buy it. The thing is this, the controversy becomes so heated and there are two sides fighting for it. And to be honest with you, the people that are defending it, most of them don't even read the comic. <laughs> the vast majority are just supporters of LGBT rights. They don't read the comics. They stand, oh, you know, now I'm going to support you because you're standing behind, you know, uh, it, with, for me, you're standing for the people that feel the same way as I do, but they don't, they're not the usual comic book reader. And on the other side, also, we got people that are just heated about it and trying to do all those things. Other people that don't even read the comics either, but, and they don't even know that actually it's not Clark Kent, but it's the son of Clark Kent, the one is coming out. So it becomes a pretty much a chamber where everybody, it's, it's, everything is so loud. And everybody's screaming to each other, but there's no real, uh, I would say, real facts in the ta on the table. And people are just simply screaming their heart out. But the truth of the matter is that in the, in the end, what suffers is the comic uh, industry, the comics it themselves. And ultimately also the opportunity to introduce this to a, a new generation. Yes, we live in different times where we try to push the agenda, you know, sexual equality and the gender neutral terms with everything. And to be honest with you, instead of making things better, or even more supportive, it's definitely dividing our society between those who are pro this type of things and the ones who are against it. And it makes things more difficult and also uh, more confusing for everyone, particularly for children. One thing I could say, and I can share here recently, uh, I, you know, as, as you know, I'm a Hispanic. I'm very proud to be Hispanic. And one big controversy, of course, we're in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. One big controversy that has been happening is the addition of the new word Latinx with the X and the, at the end as a way to supposedly bring all the people together, you know, the people that don't identify as male or female. And it's just become a big controversy. And the thing is this, that 
75% of Hispanics hate the term. If you go any place, wherever you see an ad where somebody's saying uh, or a company's using the word or the term Latinx, you're going to see a backlash from a lot of Hispanics that don't that hate the term. First of all, we have to understand this. They are ready terms, gender, gender neutral terms that are used to identify Hispanic people without claiming the one is a male or female. A Hispanic is a gender, a gender neutral term. It's not only an adjective, it's also a noun. So you could, I am a Hispanic. That's all I have to say. People identify me or they call me Hispanic. I'm okay with that. You know, people call me Latin. I'm okay with that. You know, Latino, I'm okay with that because I identify with that. So there are terms already that are gender neutral. So why do we have to put an X in the end just so some people that feel so extra and they want to feel included, even though already they're already included in the term, they just want to be there just to enforce their view and also claiming, oh, it's because, you know, Hispanics are in some ways, you know, homophobic. And to be honest with you, we're not as homophobic as Americans. I'm telling you, there's more homophobia here in America, in this supposedly first world country, than even in Latin America. You know, when I was living in, in, in Mexico as a kid, you know, I, I, I met a lot of homosexuals, a lot of gay people, very openly gay, all of that. And yes, there's homophobia everywhere. But ultimately, I, I never, I felt that the people were more free to express themselves over there. Uh, because, it, you know, people could act the way they wanted to act, and people were not as, uh, I would say, as offended by it as Americans are. So people try to act like, oh, you know, Hispanics are homophobic. I'm sorry, but if you just say that, you have never been Latin America. Or maybe you were in passing, or maybe you heard from this or your family members. You have never never been in Latin America. Yes, there's homophobia. There is, you know, uh, you know gay people also suffer, like everywhere else. But at the same time, I felt that people were more welcoming to the ideas. You know, they have carnivals, they have parades, they have all sorts of things and events. And, you know, and people don't don't feel as offended. You know, I have family members who are openly gay. I have friends that I grew up that they're openly gay. I never felt the offense with it. I never felt as, you know, like Americans take it to, to the extreme and feel that, you know, like, oh, you know, everyone hating. So now some progressives are even trying to change the Spanish language because they say, well, that's a homophobic language. You know, they're separate male to female, which in reality, that's just a biological thing. And that's a normal thing to do it because Hispanic as a language in itself is a language that is divided and actually um, makes you use feminine terms and masculine terms. And that's part of being, you know, the Spanish language, you know. So if we're going to change one word, like I was like I was saying at some point and sharing something on social media, you know, then let's change everything, you know, in the sense that if we're going to add an X just to the Latins, you know, just so that way, supposedly, we make it more a co cohesive with a gentle neutral term, then let's do that with European too, the European term. You said Europeans with an X at the end or Asians with an X at the end, Africans, you know, if we start doing all those things, then we have to be very fair and apply it across the board to every single word. The thing is this, there are words in Spanish like house, for example, La casa is a feminine word. So now I'm going to say, oh, now I'm discriminating towards a male word, and we're not going to call it la casa. Let's just call it casacs if we add the X, because it is discriminatory towards males. You know, the thing is this. We don't think in Spanish on terms of masculine or feminine, uh, on just in the terms of sexual terms. We think on terms of words that have been already prescribed. German is the same. When I learned German, I went, I studied two years of German. The same thing. Some of the words are used in Germany and the German language are considered masculine, are feminine in the Spanish word. You have to learn the rules and you have to follow those rules. So when people do not know, they don't understand the language, and there's a lot of Hispanics born in America, 
maybe one first, second generation, third generation, and they make assumptions of their own culture, it's because they don't know who they are. They don't know their culture. They don't take pride of their language. They don't take pride of what has been before it. So they want to change it and adapt it to it and add this X and make them feel more special. And now we are have changed it, but you are murdering the language. You're destroying the language, changing it just to accommodate your own perception, your own view of the world, your own sexual preference and fetishes and all this stuff, your vices, just so you can accommodate all of that into something that is already prescribed and has been done. And then I, I was even hearing people saying, oh, it's because, you know, like native language, some of their, they're also gender neutral. Yeah, but we're not Native American. This is the thing. We're not native anymore. We're a mix of different cultures. And in Spanish, it is because some people are saying, well, why do you take pride on Spanish? Because, you know, they are the murderers that they came and took, took everything over from us. And I say, who is us? You know, we are just a mix you know, in my previous podcast, I talk about that I'm so proud to be Mexican, but being Mexican is more than just consider myself a Native American. I am a mixing of those cultures. And whether I like it or not, the past is the past. I moved on. You know, we are the reflection. We are the the seed. We are the product or the byproduct, whatever, however you want to call it, of that mixing, that colliding of two worlds or three worlds, because also we have the African roots. All of those worlds have collided and created who we are. I take pride of that. I take pride of the Spanish language because it's a unifying language that unifies all the Latin American countries, you know, in our heritage and our mixing and the history, whether it's the native history, also the Spanish history, or even the, the other history, in this case, the Portuguese and all the stuff that has been, has influenced our culture. So I'm take pride of that. Some people don't, you know, but I do, you know, I understand my language and my culture, so I'm not going to change it. So now going back into the terminology here with Superman and all of that, I find it it's very, it's tasteless in one way to force ideas into people by making it sound like, oh, you know, we are being progressive and we are including people that before didn't felt included. Because ultimately, it is actually pushing people away, people by trying to throw this card, making it more inclusive. But ultimately, it becomes a hijacked thing. But in reality, this only belongs to them. You know, it belongs to them. It doesn't belong to all of us. It is when they talk about gender neutrality, in my opinion, as well, just keep certain terms and certain situations, whether it's sexual orientation, out of the equation. When you start doing those things, it, it makes it easier for people to feel identified. You know, because many people that I know that are homosexual or gay, they felt identified with these characters in the past when there was no message in regards to their sexuality. So. You know, some may claim that some were presented as that, as Batman and Robin and all that kind of stuff, or Aquaman being gay, all of those things. But ultimately, keeping that division or that little veil allow for people to feel more represented now that now it's more divisive because now it's openly we are one thing. So now we're going to accept this a part of the LGBT, LGBT part, but at the same time, we're going to you know, in this case, push aside the heterosexual. So people that have all embraced this character as well, now we push them aside because they're not as important. And it, what he's done is creating a confusing time for everyone that is reading the comics. We're going to look at the DC News Superman. I'm at CVR.com. I can have all the links in the description for those who are interested. We're going to look at DC News Superman. John Ken comes out as bisexual. Now, if you haven't read, this is the new run. This is not Clark Kent. This is the son coming out as a bisexual. And November Superman, Son of Kal-El, number five, by writer Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor has been writing this, and he's... I like Tom Taylor. There's a lot of things he has done, but this is not the first time that he has pushed this type of ideas with characters. Uh, he did that also with All New Wolverine. He has done that before. So this is not something new for him as a writer. 
he is known for that. And now it is John Tim. See, um, sees John Ken coming out as bisexual. Uh, John Ken, the DC Universe new Superman and the son of Clark Ken, is coming out as bisexual in November. Superman, son of Khaled number five by writer Tom Taylor. Artist John Tim's, colorist Gabe Eltap, and letterer Dave Sharp. Now, the art is good. I always said everyone needs heroes and everyone deserves to see themselves in their heroes. And I'm very grateful that DC and Warner Brothers shared this idea. Taylor said in a statement to DC, Superman's symbol has always stood for hope for truth and for justice. Today, that symbol represents something more. Today, more people can see themselves in the most powerful superhero in comics. The writer also shared the news on Twitter in celebration of coming out day. We couldn't be prouder to tell this important story from Tom Taylor and John Timms, DC publisher and chief creative officer Jim Lee said, we talk a lot about the power of the DC multiverse in our storytelling and this another incredible example. We can have John Ken exploring his identity in the comics as well as John Ken learning the secrets of his family on TV on Superman and Lewis. Uh, they coexist in their own worlds and times and our fans get to enjoy both simultaneously. And now here's the cover for those who want to see it. Uh, this is the cover that is coming out in November. Um, it's a cool cover. It's cool art. And here you see more pages out of that, you know, when sharing the kiss and all of that, which has caused the controversy. This is the, the images that you're going to see pretty much online that I use against it. Also um, in favor of it. Um, but, you know, because the DC Pride, which is the new idea, this boyfriend that he has now, which is interesting. Now I'm going to show you another thing that is interesting. I, I came to the BBC News. The interview, and you can see the picture here, DC Comics reveals the latest Superman character as bisexual. I'm going to read some of the parts that I find very interesting here. And here, we're going to see, uh, DC Comics said the pair will become romantically involved in the upcoming fifth issue after John mentally and physically burns out from trying to save everyone that he, he can. Now, details of the plot had yet to be revealed, but images shared by DC Comics show John and Jay sharing a kiss. Now, serious writer uh, Tom Taylor told the BBC that when he first offered the he was offered the job, he pondered what Superman should be today. It struck me that it would be a real missed opportunity if we replaced Clark Kent with another straight white savior. I don't know what he meant by that, uh, said Mr. Taylor. I know what he means, but he's saying like, okay, let's just change it, so let's do it gay. Uh, to his surprise, before he could pitch the idea of John being bisexual, he was told that DC Comics was already mulling the idea, which we already know that they have an agenda. This is the thing. They said that they don't have an agenda, but here you can see it even in their words. It was already an idea that was running. They have an agenda. There's been a real shift over the last few years, 10 years ago, five years ago. This would have been more difficult, but I think things have shifted in a really welcome way, said Mr. Taylor. He said that despite backlash from trolls on social media, so whoever is against it now is a troll. Okay. Reaction to the storyline has been overwhelmingly positive. We have people saying that read this news today and burst into tears. People saying they never thought in their life that they would be able to see themselves in Superman. Literally the most powerful superhero in comics, recall Mr. Taylor. You'll always have people who use the old line, I don't put politics into comics. Yeah, that's been used a lot. Forgetting that every single comic book story ever has been political in some ways. He said people who don't realize that the Marvel comic series X-Men were an analogy for the civil rights movements. Now, I'm going to make a difference here. Yes, I understand that. You know, comics have been political and, you know, I'm, I'm read comics and comics have always pushed for different things. But there's a big difference between what's been happening to African-Americans in this country to, you know, in this case, uh, homosexuals and gays and all of that. I'm sorry, but I don't consider the same thing. One thing, you are born to black. As I was born Hispanic, and some people may defer with me and they say, well, polit but there's all this is speculation because there's no real science behind there or data that, that really supports that. They say, well, I was born gay. Well, I'm sorry, that's a choice. Being homosexual, your sexual orientation, most for the most part, is a, a choice. 
You choose to be one thing, whether some people have the inclination towards it, what I believe some people have the inclination to certain things that doesn't make it that you were born that way. And, you know, you're judged by it. You know, yes, you will be judged by it, but we judge by all the other things. I don't think there's the same thing. What the X-Men wear or what they're doing now with DC are two different things here. And we're going to explore that in, more, in a moment. Uh, now, the next thing he says, the next paragraph says, we try to bring those people with us, but we are writing for the people who will hopefully see the Superman and say, this Superman is like me. This Superman is fighting for the things that concern me, he added. This is the thing. We try to bring those people with us. This is the thing. You already have the people there with you. Why do you want to push them aside, your customers, so you can bring new people that want to embrace this, which is always a minority? It's not even as a big minority in comparison to anything else. We are blurring the lines here into what is real and what is fiction just to create and put a statement out there of where we stand in regards to this situation. Now, this is the part where I definitely feel conflicted. You know, I'm not necessarily conflicted. I know where I stand. You know, I don't have to say, oh, you know, I feel bad for them. No, I don't. I feel that... It is. This is the, the bad idea. It's, I understand the, the importance of inclusion. I have talked about inclusion in this channel in my podcast many, many times. I do believe that it's important to be open to people, to accept people. Ultimately, people are people. They make their choices. I'm okay with people being gay. I'm okay with their choice. At the same time, I understand that this characters have been created in one way. You know, whether we understand this is John Clark, we, we can use the, the excuse, well, he's not necessarily Clark Kent. He's the son, so it's not the same thing. No, but you are utilizing the banner Superman to include this character. And I feel that that's wrong. I think that the problem we have with comics is that we are utilizing existing characters, whether it is the offspring or whoever, just to push your own agenda, whether we can create a black Superman or Hispanic Superman, which actually I already have a black Superman, but we don't have a Hispanic Superman. They need to change that. I'm going to say that. This is the thing. I'm so surprised that now... There are more heroes who are openly gay or gay or bi or whatever, but there's no enough Hispanic heroes in comic books. I'm sorry, but if I want to, you know, throw my bone in here and I'm going to say this is the reason that offends me is that it's easier to find a guy or a, in this case, a superhero or a superheroine that they are bisexual LGBT supporters or whatever. But there's no people that look just like me. Not enough. Only just in passing. The only person that is closer to me right now, Jessica Cruz. That's the closest thing because she is half Mexican and half uh, Honduran like I am. So that would be the closest thing. But, you know, barely was there in the comics with Green Lanterns. So now you're doing it with Superman and you're pushing it like the best thing. I said, we're coming out and we're making it stronger. And the Superman has a lot of trauma. I'm sorry. You know, you, you definitely are going the extra mile. Yes. One of the beautiful things about Superman was that he was always, as I remember as a kid in love with Lewis Lane so much, but in many situations, he never shared that he kept his feelings to himself. It was a great time to read Superman. You know, I remember as a kid, you know, all these comics, they, they have some hidden messages. Yes, they did. And there was some intention there because writers have said it. There were intentions to open the door for, you know, these situations. But there was always this enclosed that was open for interpretation in the sense that people can interpret the, the, the whatever way. And there was never nothing wrong with that. It was easier to feel welcome. I can read comics and be proud of my manhood, feeling that I am a man reading a comic book. Girls also reading comics. I think we're coming to a place where we're trying to make it 
supposedly in the idea of inclusiveness. We're making it so confusing for everyone or trying to confuse it. It's not confusing for me because I know where I stand. I know who I am. You know, I'm proud of my manhood. I'm proud of who I am as a person. I am a heterosexual. I have conservative values, but also I have progressive views. I am me. You know, I don't need anyone to push it. I'm a comic book reader, as you know. I've read comics. I still read comics up to this day, modern comics. But to be honest with you, when comics are going this route, when they're changing that, then I'm just simply not paying and buying these comics anymore. Don't expect me to buy that omnibus. I'm sorry, I can't. You know, not because I don't want to support it, just because I feel that you are changing things for kicks and giggles just to make it stick. And changing the the, the the way people perceive these comics. And you're not supporting the views of most people. Ultimately, writers have the right to write the stories they want to. But at the same time, there has to be an idea of respect towards the character. Because I would say Tom Taylor doesn't own this character. You know, yes, DC Comics own the character. But they own it just because they were supportive of the creators in the end. Who actually created the character with an idea in mind. And yes, characters evolve and writers take over and they do all sorts of things. But how is it that Superman was more intriguing and interesting back in the day than it is now? And people say, well, I like it this way. I'm, well, it's your prerogative. You can say it. But as a person that has read Superman so many times, I'm telling you, Superman is a phenomenal character. You know, Clark Kent. And the idea of having his family, having a family, it's an idea that is definitely was persuasive and definitely was interesting. But now you're pushing the agenda when even you take the mantle, give it to the son who happens to be gay you know happens to be bisexual because that's the term to me it's like i understand if you can be one thing or the other but why do we have to continue pushing this idea to normalize it to make it the normal thing to say well it's okay to be this and to be confused because that's the problem it's about confusing people and i'm going to show you another article here the usa today it says california becomes first state to require gender neutral toy aisles at large retail stores this is another thing that happened definitely this uh, very recently this week, it says Sacramento, California. California has become the first state to say large department stores must display products like toys and toothbrushes in gender neutral ways. A win for LGBT advocates who said the pink and blue hues, a traditional marketing method, pressured children to conform to gender stereotypes. So what that's supposed to mean? You know, like a boy is a boy. You know, when I was when I grew up, my parents didn't force me to be a boy. I knew it was a boy from the get go. First of all, because I have the package to be a boy. You know, we have to keep this in mind. There is male genitalia, female genitalia. And yes, some people may have an idea of what it is, but there's not a third gender or a different. There's not multiple genders. There's only two genders. That's the bottom line. You are a male or female. That's just natural. That's all mammals are the same way. So we are the same way. And yes, some people, for medical reasons, they are born with two or they're not even have that. It's just a lot of reasons. But it's the, the chances for that to happen are one in a million or even more than that. So don't come with that. I would say this expression with a BS telling me that it's just different because it is not. You know, there are only two genders, whether you want to accept it or not. It's just a choice that you make. But ultimately, we all born that same. When I was a kid, I was born as a boy and I was proud of being a boy. I wasn't forced to be a boy by my parents or by society. I just accepted it. I like it. There are things that as a boy, I still to this day, I like to do because I'm a boy. It is in my DNA. It is who I am. Now, the new law signed by Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom does not outlaw traditional boys and girls sections on department stores. Instead, it says large stores must also have a gender neutral section to display a reasonable selection of items, regardless of whether they have been traditionally marketed for either girls or for boys. That does not include clothes. So in other words, we are going to go not for the clothes because actually the clothes are fitting for the body types of these children. Although, you know, there's no much difference when you're a kid. You know, the, the sexual, the, you know, in this case, the difference physically is just minimal. But there's a separation from the other. But yeah, that's okay. But we're going to, uh, in this case, tackle 
the things that kids are more geared towards, which is are the entertainment, their toys, which they love to play with. So we can confuse them so they can actually go gender neutral at some point and they can declare themselves to be bisexual. That's the point, which include hygiene and teething products. And it applies only to stores with at least 500 employees, meaning small businesses are exempt. Assemblyman Evan Law, a Democrat from San Jose who wrote the bill, said he was incredibly grateful Newsom signed the bill this year. The third time Democrats in the state have tried to pass this law. Similar bills failed in 2019 and 2020. Uh, Law said that he was inspired by the 10-year-old girl daughter of one of his staffers who asked her mom why certain items in the store were off limits to her because she was a girl. <laughs> we need to stop stigmatizing what's acceptable for certain genders and just let kids be kids. Exactly. Let them be kids. And that means that there is a separation of gender between the kids. Why do we have to confuse them? I don't think there's nothing of limits. I think the problem is not. The, thing, the, the, the perception of things of limit. It's just the parent that doesn't allow a kid to go to the other side to buy the toys. Yes, there's always been a girl section. There's always been a boy section. It's always been there. To be honest with you, I go to one of the other. I used to go to, if I go to the girl sections when I used to buy you know stuff for my daughter, my daughter preferred to go that way. My daughter never liked to go to the boy section for boy stuff. It's just the way it is. It was her natural inclination to do it. And you know, there are kids that prefer to buy one thing. I don't know, nothing against it. If we're going to start separating things because it's, you know, we are separating one thing, then why do we have to discriminate against vegetables? Let's put the vegetables with the meats as well. Let's put them together. Stay together because we're discriminating one way or the other. Let people decide if a vegetable wants to be a meat, let him be a meat. If a meat wants to be a vegetable, let him be that. So let's just also add all the, in this case, the cleaning products right next to the milk. Because why are we discriminating against that? If a Clorox wants to be drinkable and want people to drink it because he feels that way, let, let people drink the Clorox. If milk wants to clean your carpet, let it clean the carpet. This is the point. You know, there are things that are already prescribed by the creator to be a certain way. We were created this way. Why do we want to fight it just to accommodate all perversions too? I'm going to use this expression. And yes, perhaps I'm going to the extreme here and people are going to hate me for that. We are perverting what it is in us to accommodate to a very small group agenda. And we are doing it in the basic simple things. Now, let me go also to, uh, in this case, to another site, which in this case will be the Capital Alert, which is, um, in this case, from uh, Sacramento. Be California retailers must offer gender-neutral children aisles under new law. Now, this is Assembly Bill 1084 requires that retailers with 500 or more employees in the state of California maintain a gender-neutral section or area. We read that part. Lowe, in an interview with the Sacramento Bee earlier this year, said he was inspired to introduce the bill after he learned of Target's 2015 decision to abolish gendered children's sections. The bill was sponsored by gender-free fashion brand The Fluid Project. Now, if you go to Target, they can say whatever, but you go to Target and still they have the boys and the girls section. That's just the way it is. They might claim that they're doing it, but they're not doing it because I've been in so many Targets and they still have the separation. Why? Because it makes sense. When people go to the store, they go to a particular section. When you want your meats, you go to the meat section. When you go, when you want clothing, you go to the clothing section. When you want toys, you go to the toy section. And to make it easier, their aisles are specific for that. Yes, if you're saying the same thing, why is it that most stores, they have Hispanic section of Asian section, and they're not all mixed with everything? If I want beans the way they are made by Hispanic, Hispanic section has a lot of beans in cans made the Mexican or the Hispanic way, you know, whether it could be Puerto Rican or whatever, Cuban too. 
But also you can go to the other section with the canned goods and you can find beans. Why is it that there is, a, you know, discrimination towards the beans? They couldn't be together, but at the same time, they keep them separate because people are going to different sections for different reasons. They go there and a lot of Hispanics, they like to go to a section that is called Hispanic because it's easier for them to find the stuff that they want in one single place. It's just making it easier for the consumer to find the stuff they want in the right place. I hate to go to a store where everything is on disarray. And to be honest with you, this is what they're trying to do. I'm saying to create this idea is just to make it easier, perhaps for some businesses that like to sell certain products. And I'm going to read this part. It says, the Consumer Federation of California also supported Lowe's proposal. The bill will all allow consumers to easily identify similar children items, which will be displayed closer to one another in one undivided area of the retail sales floor. Keeping similar items that are traditionally marketed either for girls or boys separated makes it more difficult to the consumer for the consumer to compare the products and incorrectly implies that their use by one gender is inappropriate. Which is that the stupidest thing? That's the stupidest idea. You know, separating products by gender also helps to disguise the unfortunate fact that female products are often priced higher than male products. The Federation said in back in the bill. Now, the thing is this. There's no data here. Yes, female products can be more expensive, but also the demand of it is higher. You know, men are not going to the, the to the section to buy, I would say, uh, makeup stuff because men don't, we don't wear makeups. Most men don't. So that is just the stupidest idea. It's just a demand. One of the most vocal opponents of the law was the conservative California Family Council, which said that the bill was a marketing scheme by Rob Smith, the proprietor of the Fluid Project, to sell his gender-neutral clothing. You have to give Rod Smith credit. He's found quite an audacious marketing plan in asking Sacramento to force California retailers to make room for his products. California Family Council President Jonathan Keller said in a statement, but activists and state legislators have no right to force retailers to espouse government-approved messages about gender. It's a violation of free speech and it's just plain wrong. Now, I'm telling you this. You know, there's so much that we can discuss here about it and I can go on and on and really on this matter. And to be honest with you, this is the problem we have in as a society. And I'm using all these different situations and this scenarios to come to this point that I think is important. I feel that we live, of course, I have mentioned before, we live in parallel times. There are great things happening in this world. Yes, there are great things. Uh, there's a lot of advancements and there's a lot of opportunities to bring more equality and unity. But at the same time, we live in parallel times. We live in times where reality is just fiction and fiction has become reality where we are changing the landscape of things by trying to force the change on people. The sad part of the whole thing is that some groups that they want for people to accept them, they are actually forcing them through different means to be accepted. And the thing is this, you will never be accepted by force. You have to come to the table and really, you know, pretty much engage in conversation with people. Why is it that you want certain things to happen? It is really sad and at the same time wicked to see what is happening in the sense that, yes, when I was a kid, you know, there was no idea for me in regards to what my gender was. You know, I knew I was a boy and I was proud of it. I didn't mean it. And when I mean a boy, it doesn't mean that a boy has to just be one thing. That forced the idea that boys are only for sports because I was a geek as a kid. I love the geeky stuff as a kid. I still consider my geek. Boys can be anything. Boys can bake. Boys can cook. Boys can do all the things that, you know, they can be great artists. They can be very sensitive, uh, you know, sensible to certain things on the arts and all that. 
there's no separation, you know, in regards to even colors, you know, like I don't have a problem with even a boy, you know, wearing a pink shirt or anything. I think we have to kind of move aside that stigma. But when we're trying to label that has to do with sexuality, with orientation, with, you know, your sexual desire, it, we're pushing it too far. Because, yes, we are sexual beings. And it's important that parents, we teach our kids to understand that sexuality is normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was a better time when kids were protected. When kids couldn't just make that, come to that conclusion on their own. As you start growing, as your bodies are changing and developing and things are changing, your hormones are changing. And, and then you can define yourself, you know, because as a kid, there was no definition for me. Oh, I'm a sexual being, you know, I want to be with girls. No, there was not. My parents really kept us in, in a, a really clean environment with being a boy was being just a boy, playing with boys, doing things that boys that we like. You know, I never did anything that I dislike. I just did what I like. And when you become a teenager, you start having that inclination for, for girls, in my case, you know, and people have different inclinations. I don't have a problem. I think as a teenager, you start discovering who you are. But I think it's important that the natural prog the process goes along, but people can come to that conclusion on their own. The problem is that we are forcing this neutrality across the board for children. It is not making it better. It's just making it more confusing. And it is confusing. And I speak also as a parent that have to raise a child. Now she's married and she's grown. Well, she's grown. She's an adult and married. But it was a difficult time being a teenager through middle school and high school. It was difficult because there was a lot of you know ideas and controversies that made it more confusing for her. She was really overwhelmed by it. Because, you know, there's accusations about everything. Kids can be really mean. And it was a difficult time for her to adapt. Particularly when we moved from one town to another in the middle of middle school. Definitely was very challenging. When she went to middle school, she went to a totally different city. And it was difficult. It was difficult and overwhelming. And the pressure and all of that. And it was the constant, you know, bombardment about you have to be this and that. I was just talking recently to a family that moved to the neighborhood recently. And they invite people to come over, the neighbors and stuff. He is a minister, and I was talking to them, very nice people. And, and the daughter uh, of, the, of this minister, very young, she moved. They moved from another city, uh, another state, and she was telling ask her how she was doing, that she liked her home or she was missing home. She liked this new place or she was missing home, and she was telling me that, you know, she missed home, part of it, but at the same time, she was overwhelmed at school because there was all of this thing happening, uh, pushing agendas that you have to identify sexually in something. And she felt like she didn't belong. She felt that it was like isolated, you know, no friends, because if you're not this or you don't label yourself that, or you don't have a neutral label, then you're just pretty much an outsider. And she was so overwhelmed by it. And there was so much bullying because also her beliefs in regards to, she believed to be to be herself a female and that was about it and no no sexual orientation she was telling me that she's a very young middle school child and then she was telling me that here has been better because the school she came is also not a public school but people were accepting her and she already had friends and there was no judgment and there was a group of people that they all gather and they say they share the same ideas and she was fine and listening to her i felt Part of me felt sad because at her age, I remember there was no such conversations of identification of sexual sexuality. I just knew it was a boy and I knew I liked the girls. And yes, there are boys that perhaps they have, you know, a more inclination towards liking boys. But there was never that idea or that concept concept uh, pushed to you like, oh, you know, you have to be like that. And for the most part, we kept our sexuality to ourselves, you know, and I think. It's important to do that. I do believe sex is beautiful. I do believe it's important. At the same time, it's the only way that 
we grow and we evolve and at the same time the way we procreate and we stay on this earth and this natural that for procreation i don't think that the same can happen of course it's not going to happen you know there's no way it can happen you know unless you really do a lot of weird science it's not going to happen in same-sex marriages and at the end of the day families need that foundation and kids needs to to understand who they are you are who you are. You're born that way. I was born this way. My color skin, my hair, all of that comes from who I am as of my race. In this case, of my different races all combined. I'm proud of that. I take pride of it. Uh, and I'm proud of what I am. This is how I was born. I didn't choose to be it. It was not a choice that I have to make as a teenager. It was always, it's always been part of me. It's always going to be. I'm going to go to my dying bed uh, to the moment I'm going to the grave. I'm going to go this way. And I'm proud of that. That doesn't mean that in the process of life, you know, we all make different choices. And, you know, this is, we are coming into a situation where we are forcing that, whether it's through Superman, through the comics, by alienating everyone, by just accepting some people and pushing it on agenda, by trying to change the aisle, because we want to enforce the idea of, oh, kids, you don't have to choose right now. You can be fluid as whatever you like. You can do whatever. You can hit it with anything. We are teaching these kids to be sexual from very small, you know, and they're already sexual because we all are sexual beings. But we are really pushing all these things that are confusing for children. You know, I love being a kid as a kid and the, the, my age being a kid. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. But at the same time. I felt that I could watch a cartoon and not feel intimidated by all this weirdness because there was no sexual talk. But now the sexual talk is in the comics, it's in the movies, in the TV shows, the cartoons. And it's just a difficult time for parents to navigate. So this is the part now coming really to the end of the video. It's really to you as a parent, you don't have to abide by these rules. No, you don't. You don't have to follow. They can call you whatever. They can call you homophobic. They can call me. I don't really care. People can come and dislike this, but then this all is going to be the troll is going to be disliked in this video because they don't like because they fail push back. They don't even watch the entire video, but they just come here and they see the title and they say, oh, you know, you are hating on me. I'm going to dislike you. I'm sorry, but you are becoming the same hater that you actually are or the people that hated you for being who you are. At the end of the day, as human beings, we have the right to express ourselves. Yes, we have the right to choose our love life. You know, I'm not here to tell you, don't be gay. I'm not here to tell you, change that. That's wrong with you. Um, no, you make that choice. It is your life. It is your choice. However, and I'm okay with characters being gay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm okay with that. When the purpose from the beginning is to create them gay, you know, when they are being created that way. You know, that when there's inclusion from the beginning, not just to push the agenda on this character that we have seen him grow. And now we do that and we include Superman on the whole ordeal because we want because Superman sells. So as soon as he sells, we can attach this character to that and people are going to be forced to buy. Well, ultimately, they're not going to buy. And this is not going to last for more than just a few runs. And then it's going to be discontinued when the sales go down and they're going to go down when a lot of people are not buying it. And the reason why people are not buying anymore is because all this crap that has been added to it, you know, and continues to be a constant situation. We're taking away the opportunity for comics to be more important because the people that are reading it now are dying out too, you know, and the people that need to come to comics to sustain this market are not coming, not coming. Children are not interested on this because they spend more time playing on Fortnite or playing all these video games where they don't have to worry about people 
you know, like judging them or being forced as a character because they can create their own characters. And ultimately, most of those characters, I'm telling you, most of those boys are going to play like boys with boys. Listen to their chat. You're going to notice boys act like boys. Just the way it is. They act like boys and I'm no, I'm okay with that. You know, even as a guy, I like to play video games and I like to play with female characters just to kill boys. I see how they get upset about it. It's just the way it is. But, you know, I'm a boy and I like to do that. The thing is this, when we're pushing this and confusing this, we're making it more difficult for people. And going back to that principle, you are the parent. Don't let the government decide for you. If you have kids, I'm glad that I don't have any more small kids to, to deal with the same crap that parents are dealing right now. Because I already deal with it. I already know. You know, you don't have to do it. Just you are the, in this case, the leader of your home as a parent, whether you are a single parent or not, you can lead your home and teach them to be themselves. Yes. Be proud of your kids. You know, they might make decisions. One of your kids might end up telling you at some point that he's open, he's gay or whatever. It doesn't really matter. You love your kids, but be always clear about that. Their neutrality has nothing to do with being open about being bisexual because you're confused because being bisexual means that you're confused. You don't even know what you like. You like everything that moves, you know, and that's a problem that actually more than anything, that's a mental problem. That's a psychological problem. Because I can like a, a boy, I can say, oh, wow, this guy is handsome. You know, I can, I can tell you, like, when I see, you know, all these guys on television, the, you know, like actors that are handsome, they're handsome. That doesn't mean that I'm in love with them. Doesn't mean that I want to bed them. You know, I just understand that they are really great looking people. That's just bottom line. You know, and I can have good friends. I used to have a good friend of mine, like growing up, you know, a great friend. You know, we sometimes we, you know, have sleepovers in the sense that we I went and we were teenage. I was already old, you know, and we I sleep in the same bed with him. We slept. We never have any sexual encounters. We are we're boys, you know, doing boy things together, you know, and to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sexual about it. We were just friends, you know, and to be honest, when we parted from each other, when I came to live to the United States permanently, you know, he cried. I cried because we were so close. You know, in our teenage years, he was a, a great friend, a, a, more than a brother to me. And, you know, and I visited him just recently after not seeing him for almost 20 years. And he cried when he saw me. And you know what? Because we were so close to each other. But he's married, has a family, you know, and we never had any inappropriate situations or situations that were you know, like sexual never was because we were just friends. And the thing is this, we need to clarify the situation just because you're a boy. You don't need to be ashamed to be a boy and tell your kids to be it, you know, and be proud of who they are. They don't have to run away from it. They don't have to accept or engage in this idea of, of confusion because it's all it is, is confusing them to make it even more difficult. It's already confusing as it is. And now they're going to be more confused because everything is neutral. You know, I'm sorry. That is just the wrong idea. Be proud. Tell your kids, be proud. They need to be proud of who they are. Don't let the government tell you if they, comics are doing that then don't buy the comics plain and simple don't bother with them let them die i'm telling you this is already struggling as it is with the comics and at some point it's going to go out out of the way everything is moving towards the movies everything is moving towards the animation towards the video games that's where they're gonna make the money if this industry needs to die to be regenerated to re be resurrected it will at some point but let them die don't support this crap don't buy the stupid comics. Don't watch the stupid movies that are supporting that kind of stuff. Let them just suffer the consequences of their decision. If they think that it can do it, just boycott everything you can. 
just do it. I'm not here to boycott industries, but at the same time, I feel like, yes, if you want to change all this and you want to use, oh, it's because in the past, you know, we, we the, the comics stand for the rights. Yeah, they did it for the right reason. It was about things that really matter and they were important and there was a, a real division and separation. But I'm telling you right now, at the moment that we're living in, being LGBT or openly gay, you're not being persecuted. I'm telling you, being a heterosexual is a reason to be persecuted in this society today. You know, the reason that you're supporting the, the values of a family, a classic family, you know, man and a woman married, raising kids, now it's on, in the, on, under persecution. Conservative values are under persecution. And you know what? I have progressive views too. You know, and I'm okay with, you know, uh, you know, in this case, to include people into everything. People will consider me that I'm just too open for those things. Yes, I am. But at the same time, there's extreme, there's lines that they need to be respected. There is a box that we need to, we have to think outside the box. But at the same time, we have to live within the confinement of certain rules in the sense that make life so easier for all of us. And this is not making things easier. Now, this book has gone a long time. Definitely was longer than I expected. But, and definitely it's a confusing time. I'm not here to tell people to think otherwise, to change their sexual orientation if they feel that they're inclined to be bisexual or not. It is their choice. It is their life. And they feel, you know, in this case, included through all this, by all means, you know, in, you're being, you know, feel that way and embrace the comic if you want to support the comic. But, you know, don't be the type of person that it says, ah, yeah, I'm in support of this, but you're not even buying the comic because that's the problem. The people that are in support of this, the politicians that are in support of this, don't even read comics. So don't come with that BS to me to tell me that you're doing it for the well-being of society and the kids you're doing it just as to push your own agenda once everything is changed when there's no more definition when there's no more color where people have to be on this neutral world where everything is white you know in this case transparent and black and white and boring and gray then definitely you're going to be happy the, the, the truth of the matter is that you're never going to be happy because you're you're not happy with yourself either you're not happy with anybody so i'm just trying to make it worse for everyone by supposedly being inclusive to everyone it's just not the case you're just lying to yourself but what is your opinion my friends i know this is a very heated conversation i'm not here to offend you or offend anyone you know in the sense that i have friends here that also are uh they have their whether bisexual or gay i've never asked anybody in my channel to identify themselves you're welcome to come to watch to listen to do all of those things i'm not here to judge your choices your race your color your sexual orientation your gender that's not my point but what i'm saying here is that if we want the world to be accepting to people then we need to respect the world as well my friends god bless you take care i will talk to you again Bye bye